Ready to become a better leader? Then you're in the right place. You're listening to the Texas Lead Podcast, where we believe every person has the power to lead. We hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Texas Lead Podcast. Um, Today, we're here to talk to you about the idea of networking and building your network, what it looks like, why is it important, all that good stuff. As a student, you might be wondering, like, where do I even start to begin my building my personal professional network? Um, so my guest today is going to give us some important insight on how to do that um, and where to begin. So my guest is going to be Bethany Wendler. Bethany, would you want to in- introduce yourself to the crowd? Yeah, I would love to. So I'm Bethany Wendler. I am the interim director of Texas Lead, and I have been with the office for a little over three years, and I, I've been with UT for about the same amount of time, actually the exact same amount of time. Uh, before that, I have worked at several other institutions, and I have just shy of 15 years of experience working in higher ed, uh, working at different institutions uh, across the country, so various places in the Midwest, in the South, and the Southeast. So I I've, I've seen some things, but who are you, actually? I don't know if anybody yeah. knows who you are. Um, so I'm Ashika Parker. I am one of the program coordinators in the Texas Lead Office, um, running some direct face-to-face programming with students. Um, and in our office, we're often talking about the many different aspects of leadership, and we may not always think about building networks as part of being a leader, but you're not a leader without access to others. So leadership is all about your relationship with other people. And that goes hand in hand with the idea of networking. So Bethany, I know from spending time with you in our office and like watching you at work and with others that you have a pretty solid network in place, both personally and professionally. So I'd love to get your takes on some questions here. So if I had to ask you what you think networking is and isn't, what mm. would you say? That's a good question. I, I think that networking is the the building of relationships and the connections with uh, with people, right? And some of that can be transactional. You can see it from a perspective of, I want to get to know this person because they can help me with X, Y, or Z, or they are going to help me with X, Y, and Z, or the other way around. Um, but some of that is just building relationships. Um, it doesn't have to be transactional. So you don't have to always have to have a purpose in networking. And I think that some of my most effective networks kind of happened and evolved uh, organically, or they came about because I have a really great friend who then recommended somebody else and we were able to connect and and sort of build a relationship external to that sort of mutual, mutual friend or mutual colleague. And so a, a lot of what networking is, is just, again, those, those collections of people who in and out of side of your, your spheres of influence that uh, kind of hold similar values and they, they share those value sets. Um, what it's not is this thing that you have to feel like you're actively doing all the time. I think it sort of happens naturally as you are just interacting with people. That is networking as well. So you doesn't have to feel like a task that you have to check and yeah. accomplish. Yeah, I think often our students get stressed with the idea of networking mm-hmm. because it feels like this thing that they have to be hustling towards mm-hmm. and always like checking boxes. But what I hear you saying is that networking really looks like 
surrounding yourself with people that have similar values or goals to your own mm-hmm. um, and that it can kind of multiply. So if you have a network with one person, they can introduce you to another person um, and expand your spheres of influence as you were saying that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So why do you think it's so important? So like we've kind of talked about what it looks like, um, some preliminary ways how to do it. Why is it important for our students to think now at such an early age about building their network? Hmm. I have a couple thoughts. One, I think that as people are building their their networks, I don't think that at any point they're done. Right. So I think they're they're on a journey of their their experience going through school, learning to be a professional, gaining those degrees, building those networks with with their friends and colleagues. It's an ongoing process that they will continue to replicate for years and years. I still have friends and people that I would consider colleagues Mm -hmm. that I went to grad school with. And that was a handful of years ago now at this point, um, but I'm still making connections with people. I'm still networking with folks. Um, So I think it's just, it's a journey. And I think starting now is is helpful because you can start to start to think about what do you, what can you contribute to a conversation and less about Oh, I'm going to need this professor to sign off on something because it's it's going to mean the world to me. It's like, well, right now it might feel really important that you get these three people. Like they are a gatekeeper to either a letter of recommendation or an insight into an internship. But that may be the case. But there's also those other folks who, when you're struggling to figure out, oh, well, I didn't get that internship. There's that other person that you sort of intangently built a. a um, a relationship with and is now part of your network that's like, well, actually, there's this other thing over here that I've heard about. I think that that would be a really great fit for you. So right. narrowing in on like one or two and like checking the box that it's like this person or that person may be helpful, but expanding those possibilities of what else could be out there is also, I think, really important. And just engaging with folks and being authentic, I think, is is really helpful. So what what would you say about if you have a student who really does want to meet one specific person, mm-hmm. um, how can they you do practice that authenticity, um, even if they do have a specific aspirational goal with meeting somebody? Yeah, that's that's these are all great questions. But mm-hmm. I think when you have when it is very transactional, I think it's it's really great to be transparent about that mm-hmm. and. I think the other thing I would add is it's really important to be specific. Yeah. I think that you can you can see the same approach when you're wanting to seek out that quote-unquote mentor because I think sometimes the idea of a mentor and somebody in your network can sometimes be interchangeable for for students at this particular part and they're on their journey. Right. Uh, so if you're looking for somebody to be a mentor, if you're looking to, for somebody to be that um, – part of your network that can help sign off on an internship or help you with a letter of recommendation is to 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 be authentic and upfront about that and say hey this is I'm this is part of the the career path and the journey that I'm on uh you are sort of a critical part or I've identified you as a critical part in that and I would I would like to invite you to and then you kind of fill in that blank whatever that needs yeah. to be and so versus hey can you be my mentor or hey can I keep you in my network those are great questions, but what does that really mean? And if, you, especially right. if you're thinking about a professor who 
maybe rather busy, again, giving them a really specific time frame, kind of that really specific expectation, I think sometimes goes a long way. It feels weird, right? Because you're asking them for something really, really specific, but sometimes that's all they need. And they're like, yeah, yeah. great. I can totally help you with that. Yeah. And I think you, the specificity is a really good point to bring up in this scenario. I think that um, not in a overly flattery kind of way, but by giving them specific reasons why they are a, per mm -hmm. a critical part of your journey and like why you sought them out over others um, as somebody to reach out to mm -hmm. uh, is something that could go a long way as well. So like Bethany was saying, like giving that specific timeline, those specific reasons why you're interested in what they have to say um, and different goals you have that might relate to their uh, expertise is could be really helpful. Yeah. So tell me about your current network. <laughs> what does it look like? What kind of spheres of influence, as you said, are involved? Um, who's more prevalent? Who do you find yourself reaching out to most often? Yeah. Oh, hmm. I think that my current network, I'm going to put into sort of three different buckets. Okay. I have the the network that I would sort of classify as like my social network mm -hmm. um, in the analog sense, right? So these are physical people that I that I, I engage with. Uh, so they, they do live outside of digital spaces, but are a social network of, of friends. They have shared interests. So either I, I run with them because I run often and I sew. And so maybe they're in like sewing groups because I'm a sewing nerd and I love it. Uh, but that is a shared interest that we have, but it's also really cool to discover what everyone else does right. and that diversity of where everyone else is coming to the table and and what they're into and, and who they know and how I may be able to randomly help them. So I have that sort of sphere of, of influence or that, that group of, of folks that I would identify as like my social network. Then I have uh, direct colleagues that I work with. So we are a part of the Dean of Students within the Division of Student Affairs. And so there is an amazing group of people within that space that are highly talented and good at what they do. And it is really great to have them as a part of a network because there's a lot of need for us to collaborate and support what they do for them to, to support what we do in our efforts to connect and engage students. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you are, are aware, but this is a pretty large campus, right? And yeah. so we, we need to develop those networks with our colleagues so we can bring up and, and enhance each other's work. And so that yeah. I think is, I think a really critical and core one. And then another bucket or sort of another sphere are they're they're kind of a hybrid of that like that social network, but they're um, women around UT that identify as working moms, mm. and I think that it's a nice connecting point of people who have very similar and shared experiences of working at UT, but also have this really distinct and shared. Uh, marker of being a working mother yeah. and what those resources and again what we can contribute either both professionally or sort of from a parenting standpoint that I think has been incredibly valuable um, especially like through the pandemic and sort of navigating right. all that stuff it's been it's been helpful to have that as also I think a network of of folks for sure. Yeah I think your points about bringing together your networks over a shared either 
hobbies or experiences or workplaces is really, really critical. Um, And I love that you mentioned you can come together over one thing and then jump off into another topic or subject area. Can you think of a time where you had someone either in your personal or professional network where you came together or connected on one subject but found yourself moving into another? Yeah, yeah, I think I have a a really, really great example of that. So I have a, a friend of mine, who we met through a mutual running group. And at the time she had worked at Rice University in their development office and has since gotten a job um, at UT working with development. Um, I'm not exactly sure what she does over there, but she does development and she's a wonderful person. Mm -hmm. And so she... Uh, so obviously we run and we, we do all the running things together and she had reached out to me because she knows a little bit of what I do in terms of of leadership development. And I, I think some of that just ekes out, right, in, yeah. in my my daily life. And so people like people notice I, I think I have an innate skill set to be able to talk through talk through things. Um, so she had asked me to set up some time and we chatted because she was looking at doing some just like personal and then career development more so and was just trying to get my insight and my thoughts. And it felt very much like the conversations that I have with students through through workshops or through other sort of one-on-one interactions, but was having it with a colleague who, unre- like had we not been running together, that yeah. would have not been a connection that we had done and or a connection that we would had identified and finding that, oh, I can translate all these experiences yeah. that I have professionally in a professional space, but with somebody who I'd identify as as a friend and a colleague. And so it was really interesting to to marry those those experiences. So kind of on that subject, a lot of people feel nervous or maybe hesitant to blend their personal and professional networks. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to someone or a student who is finding themselves wanting to move into a professional space with a friend or mm-hmm. vice versa, move for it from a professional space into a social space. Yeah, it's, and I think everybody is different. I think people who really want to respect those boundaries, I think that's great. Uh, I, it's, I think it's more difficult for me to keep those things so, so separate mm-hmm. because it's just really hard for me to not be who I am. I can't compartmentalize those two things. And so they just, they they all come with me no matter where I'm going. (laughs) But I think in any of those spaces, regardless of sort of the, the intent, right? I think setting clear expectations. I know it sounds really silly, but if you have a previous and existing relationship with somebody that you would identify as a friend, and now there is a professional relationship that is emerging, those are two separate roles. And right. so you you may have um, unsaid expectations with friends, right? You, you can think about like, when do I call them? Or like, how do, you, how do you do things? Those are expectations that you've sort of set up over time. Mm-hmm. Now you're developing a new relationship. So you have to set distinctly different expectations for that, that role or that relationship. And it seems awkward But having those conversations, they can be five-minute conversations over coffee. They don't need to be these, like, formal (laughs) contracts. You're, like, in a boardroom and a giant table with fancy pens. Right. They can be very informal. They can last two, three minutes. But just sort of setting what those boundaries are, what those expectations are, is really healthy. Um, Even if you're doing it with uh, colleagues that you're sort of venturing into those more 
uh, personal spaces and they become like friends outside of work. That workspace does need to have a set of expectations that's different than those personal spaces. Um, And it just helps understand where lines are, like what role are you in right now Mm -hmm. or what role is more salient to you right now, even if we're in a setting that's more formal and more work-based or being friends, right? Like it just helps clarify things moving forward or help set a baseline. So if you need to kind of clarify things over time, it just, it just makes things easier, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really helpful. Um, So maybe setting those expectations um, and boundaries and knowing where the line is, is like one thing that students can really take with them as they move into their uh, journey into building their professional and personal networks. Um, Do you have any last pieces of advice you have to give students who are wanting to build their networks? Hmm. What would I, what advice would I give? I would say pace yourself, Mm. right? You have, you have a lot of life in front of you. Um, And as somebody who has had a little bit of, I have, I've had some time to be reflective and retrospective on, Mm. on, on my, my time on this, on this planet and thinking back on what was really critical and urgent when I was in college doesn't feel so urgent anymore. And I recognize that I have the privilege of time to be like, yeah, right. it's okay. But to recognize that your networks are going to change so much uh, over the course of, of your lifetime and your journey. If you are if you're in Austin, if you're at UT now, where are you going to be in five years? And what is the relationship that you need to build with with maybe a fresh network of people, yeah. right? So the this if and just I think be comfortable in those spaces of where can you create safe to try experiences, mm-hmm. right? Um, the worst anybody can do is tell you no. Yeah, that's it, right? And so then you you've taken that information in. You can learn a lot from a no and figure out what you can do to sort of maybe retarget that 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 no into something more functional or more beneficial in the future so take your time be okay with the awkwardness of getting a no or a nothing right Mm -hmm. um and just use everything as a learning opportunity because it'll all come with you and you you have the time it's okay awesome well i think that's really all uh that needs to be said i think we closed it out pretty good um, so remember, guys, as you're building your network, um, have that measured fearlessness. Think about who you can uh, reach out to. The worst they can say is no. Um, think about how you can blend your personal and professional networks in a healthy um, and measured way. And remember, you got all the time in the world. And you got this. You got this. Mm-hmm. So with that, this was Texas Lead, Ashika Parker, and Bethany Wendler. Um, If you're interested in doing any other leadership development, we have several different programs, which you can find on our website, Texas Lead and the Dean of Students um, at the University of Texas. Mm -hmm. We'd love to work with you either this semester or next um, and dive deep into leadership. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Texas Lead Podcast. We are honored to be a part of your leadership journey and look forward to helping you realize your potential as a leader to create positive change. Now get out there and lead.